Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Phelan Johnson. And I'm Leah Simone Bowen. And we look at history a bit differently. Have you ever wondered how hundreds of wild horses came to inhabit an island in the Atlantic Ocean? Or what Lord of the Rings and a small town in Manitoba have in common? Or the burning question, did Canada invent the teen drama? The Secret Life of Canada is a podcast about the country you know and the stories you don't. New episodes available now wherever you get your podcasts. That's okay. Everyone's tapping drinks. With ASMR, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his first rodeo. Right? I, I'm going to play the title. Canadian politics is boring, juicy bits. Canadian politics is boring, juicy bits. There we go. I should work you in there somewhere, Jordan. Yeah. Right? <laughs> on the sideshow. You guys just do your thing. So Juicy Bits is a is a topical thing. We there's shorter episodes that uh were not well researched. Which is <laughs> like we've heard something happen today or yesterday and we we just slap on the microphone and we we ramble through it for ten minutes. And this so, was this was this was to get an update from you on how was the election gone? Are you exhausted? Uh is yeah. it getting closer to the end? How how was how has it been campaigning in Alberta? Yeah, tell us. Well, yeah, it's uh, you know a dumpster dumpster fire that's just raging out of control, and uh, the as Albertans well as an actual like, fire raging out of control. Yeah. <laughs> like oh which uh, you know which which choice do you want? And they've really uh, both these entitled parties, which is the Jesse, the the conservative, and then the NDP party, uh, UCP and NDP. 
anyway, they've, they've not really created much of a choice. Uh, so it's just a, basically a popularity contest. So they're Ugh. way more interested in having large events with people waving flags and, you know, than actually talking about anything, it's, anything at all. It's astounding. Honestly, it, it, it never, <laughs> it never ceases to blow my mind how childish some politicians can be. Honestly. Yeah. Exactly. We had the the debate. Uh, I wasn't invited because we had to have seats in the legislature to be in the debate. But now it's a two party system here in in Alberta. Uh, So, of course, it was just uh, Danielle Smith and Rachel Notley uh, basically talking shit uh, for way too long. And and it's it's crazy. It's a catch 22, right? Because they're, oh, Jordan, even though you're the third. You got the third most candidates, more than the Liberals or the Alberta Party combined. Uh, even though you know, we're getting huge amount of, uh, you know, platform uh, exposure, and even though you have a deep, full, detailed platform and and the most progressive platform uh, in this election, you don't get a seat at this leadership uh, debate uh, because you don't have a seat. But it's a catch twenty two because how am I going to get a seat? Right? So yeah, democracy yeah. always fails. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, like you are the perfect man for right now because you're the Green Party. So you kind of, I think, I think you care about global warming more than most parties because it's kind of like it's in the clues in the name. But also, you're a firefighter. Absolutely. Like this right. is, this right. is yeah. like I kind of feel like you're immensely relevant to relevant. this election. If you could <laughs> explain like, it for those of us who perhaps don't hmm. understand the system as well, uh, how it's a catch-22, how how would you be able to get a seat? Or is it impossible? Well, that's the thing, because as soon as you funnel down into a two-party system, it's almost worse than a one-party system, because now all the air is tied up into these two parties. All the fundraising goes to these two parties and all the attention. Right. Uh, so it, again, they say you can't have a seat to get into the debate. But if you don't get into the debate, how are you going to get a seat? I don't, uh, I don't know how that works. That's I don't, exactly <laughs> the question. <laughs> so the debate is like the main thing that's televised and everyone's, you know, just wanted another choice. Everyone wanted to talk about real solutions. They wanted to talk about the fact that our province was on fire uh, and how it got to this. But of course, none of, none of that was, was spoken to. And we right. just had, uh, people basically saying, look, I don't have any solutions, but at least I'm not this person. And that was it. That was the choice. Oh, you could, God, you're choosing that. against, so of course, you're voting man. out of fear. Yeah. yeah. So that was really a, a letdown. And and again, just being an, an outsider originally, you know, a firefighter and disaster manager coming into politics, uh, it just boggles my mind, uh, the state of our democracy. And of course, we spent a lot, a lot of time in our last interview talking about different systems and proportional mm. systems and how we can make democracy better. Because again, I, I don't like to, to just complain, of course, I, I, I want to see solutions. And, and, you know, that's why your podcasts are so important because you're talking to Aww. everyday, everyday Canadians about what we could do better and, and, you know, kind of talking about how we can overcome some of the, the craziness. And as we were saying, the I don't know how to overcome it. Do you have any ideas? I don't have any ideas. I can point it out and say that's pretty crazy over there and people are acting ridiculous, but like I don't know how to change it. Mm-hmm. You know. Demanding demanding a stronger democracy, demanding uh, proportional to representation to so it can't just be political. We have to have full on uh movements within the public sector 
uh, within average citizens demanding a stronger democracy or else it just will never happen. But, you know, people are checked out. They want to watch the playoffs. Uh, they, you know, they, they've got other, other things to do. Uh, well, I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't they, though? Like, that's top of their list. Like, we, our government should run, should, in a perfect world, run smoothly in the background so that we can enjoy our lives as citizens. We as citizens should not be spending the majority of our time babysitting our own government. You know, that's, I don't think that's how it should be working. You should just, Jesse, it sounds like you should just give everything over to a robot so you can just chill out. I mean, I kind of, at this point, I think a robot might do a better job. <laughs> so, so uh, have you got any, I'm always interested in stories. Have you got any like funny stories, oh, yeah. or shocking stories? You know, you've been out kind of like, you know, get, I imagine walking miles, knocking doors, talking to thousands yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, what's really stood out in your memory is like burned in your head. It's like, wow, I'll never forget that. Mm -hmm. oh my so gosh i mean it's ask him in, in advance reese <laughs> i don't <laughs> know it's like... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just thinking back of, of all the you know of all the craziness but it's it's almost a blur because there's never enough time uh they drop the writ and then you've got 30 days and so the best thing that i can do is get out and hit the doors and make connections with people uh except you know as a small party we were running around uh ensuring that last minute candidates could get on the ballot. So as, as a party leader, I had another level uh, that I had to deal with that the other parties didn't have to deal with. So, uh, so Jesse, we have to collect signatures from people in the riding to get candidates uh, on. And we are the third party in candidates. We almost had a, a half slate, which is, uh, we've got 41. We, need, we were hoping for 44. Um, but yeah, so we were just running around like crazy getting signatures and, you know, at one point me and, and the campaign manager, uh, we look at each other and it's just like the party leader, the campaign manager out there, like just hitting doors, getting signatures when of course we should be trying to, to, uh, you know, we had CBC interviews, uh, we had uh, events to do, uh, my own riding to try and win. And here we are just like running around like, like crazy people, because that's where it's at. That's where the movement's at democratically. And it's, and it's funny because, you know, people don't understand. Uh, we, we don't focus much on fundraising, but these other parties have millions and millions of dollars. Right. Right. So they yeah. pay people to do all this work. Uh, those canvassers system, that, come, yeah. that come to your door, they're not passionate about, the no. NDP or the UCP, you know, generally, I mean, there's some people out there for sure. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, there's a lot of paid positions and, and a lot of people that it's just a machine. It becomes a machine and it becomes, uh, again, like you, like, like we were saying, a, a popularity contest. In Denmark, they don't have a, uh, you can't, there's no political donations. If you're a political party, you get given yeah. a fixed budget by the government and you right. have an equal number of slots of TV ads, radio ads, print ads. That's it's almost brilliant. like, um, so yes. that there is no donation and there is no one out funding each other. Everyone has like an equal amount of exposure and resources to work with, That's which brilliant. I, yes. I really like. It's just so totally different from what we're used to. That's what <laughs> I've been like, saying for a long time. We need to take most of the money out of politics, out of uh, politics. Yes, honestly. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's crazy, so and it's it sounds like we're we're your we're your therapy session for today, Jordan. We're happy to do that <laughs> for you. Is there a takeaway that you'd yeah. like to give our audience? 
is there a takeaway? Uh, I mean, again, like a, yeah, give, give them something to, to go and do. Not that they ever listen to us. They never listen to, they, they, <laughs> to they might what listen, we tell they, them to do. They listen to Jordan. So They listen to Jordan. Okay. Well, yeah, they I, listen to Jordan. They won't last, listen to you or me. <laughs> yeah. In the last interview, we talked a lot about voting with our value system, about the need for third parties, about a stronger democracy. Um, yes. I mean, it, it's the same thing. We have to be courageous with our vote because, you know, you get to the doors and they say, uh, yeah, I, I strongly believe in your platform. I did the CBC vote compass. I landed directly on your party, but man, we got to get Smith out. So I'm going to vote NDP. Right. Holy. Uh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the state I mean, of I've, politics I've, is, is rough. I've done that. Sure. I've, I've literally yeah. done that where like voting for the person that I'm voting for is not who I want to vote for, but I know if I vote for them, mm. it'll make sure that the person I really, really don't want to get in doesn't get in. You know, it's yeah. like it just it squeezes you. It makes you. It kind of yeah, forces your hand for you, right? But you're you're like, going. Right. You're always going for the lesser evil. You're not voting to change the world. Right. You're just no. voting to to kind of maintain it. I guess. So maybe maybe we could just slightly more. We look back. So to have a courageous vote, I like that a lot. And to to have mm. a courageous vote, perhaps look back at our history and realize that when people got in that we didn't want, or even you know, it just nothing's really changing. You know, like. When the people we wanted to get in got in, when the people we didn't want to get in get in, nobody's really doing anything different. It's just the same old fucking game over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, to be a courageous voter and have a courageous vote, maybe for this election or up any kind of upcoming election, if you've got someone you want to vote for, but you're afraid they won't get in, fucking vote for them anyway. You know, mm -hmm. be a courageous vote. Is that what you're trying to say? Way. Am I saying this correctly? <laughs> or it creates momentum in the right directions and it pushes the narratives that you believe in because these people um, all of a sudden wake up and go, wait, hold on. How did, let's say, uh, the Green Party get all these votes? And so they will take a look at, at why we were moving the needle. And it doesn't mean that they're going to adopt those policies, but right. you're certainly going to have to debate them, especially in the mm -hmm. next election. Uh, but you know, then you wait four years. It's just, it's just crazy, and people forget they have short memories as well. And so, again, the state of, of politics is is pretty rough. I mean, even you know, climate change was not mentioned up until finally the entire province is on fire, and we're breathing in the smoke. And so, when we were door knocking, <laughs> finally people were like, "Yeah, greens, okay, yeah, you know what? This makes sense." And it's always waiting for this worst case scenario in the disaster realm. We call them the focusing event uh, where all of a sudden people go, yeah, how did it get this bad? Um, but the proactivity thing is, is the missing piece, which is one of the reasons why I got into politics. Uh, so, yeah, here we were. We were, you know, sitting around the, the table. We couldn't get outside. So we started making phone calls. It's, it was smoking. And I, finally, I just said, this is enough. I'm, I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to go and try and fight these fires. Uh, but the system was so, uh, I want to say, I don't want to say broken, but depleted and the capacity levels of, of our of our wildland firefighting teams was so depleted from a lack yeah. of forethought and funding uh, that even when they called out for volunteers that, you know, and I answered the call, they said, okay, you're going to go. And then there was nothing. There was nothing for a week. Uh, and oh, then geez. finally they tried to hire me, <laughs> but I'm on <laughs> leave from my, my fire station. So it was against the the rules to actually get a job, but I was, I was I was going to actually just uh, pause the whole campaign and, and and go out there. I would have done it regardless. But, I would have taken the slap on the wrist or whatever it I, is. I imagine you must know a ton of people out there fighting those fires right now as well. You've probably got a personal link to like a lot of I people. Do. Is there anyone and, you want to shout I out? Do. 
Oh, well, I mean, I'm going to shout out everybody who's, who's working their asses off and, and, you know, including the Canadian military and the, there's oh, yeah, the right. Métis uh, Indigenous communities that, that are oh, out wow. there. They're, they're working, you know, their faces off because it's, it's their communities that are overly impacted by these fires. Um, right. There's actually uh, a, a firefighter named Frankie Payu. Uh, he was uh, part of the East Prairie Métis settlement. And uh, he was out fighting the fire and, and his house burned down. Uh, and then mm. when he was out there as well, he's got, you know, he's got a, he's got a small family. And so he, he kept fighting and he was cutting down a tree and the tree snapped uh, up high and it, it fell on him. It broke oh. his back uh, and he's in the U of A uh, hospital here. And so there is a GoFundMe for his family. And so if I'm going to shout out anybody, uh, it'll be definitely Frankie Payu. So, I mean, if you if you're listening to this, give it a quick search. GoFundMe, uh, Frankie Payu. And, we'll we'll, we'll uh, put we'll put a link in the show notes if you send it to us. How do you spell his? Yeah, last name? I, I just he's a he's a hero and then P A Y O O U O U I guess I don't have it in front of me. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, send Frankie, us send us the yeah. link and we'll we'll put it in the show yeah. notes for everyone and they can. That's a great just shout just, out. just click yeah. on there and yeah. Hey, this this podcast might have some use. That's great. If you're in Spotify, yeah, listening, exactly. finding the show notes is a little difficult because you have to click a bunch. It's weird. I don't know, but you'll find it. It'll be there. We'll also put it, on, we'll put it on, yeah, we'll put it on our website too. It will come up. And then the other crazy part is that the firefighters out there all now, now that I've you know given a lot of attention and, and kind of have that, that back end of what's going on out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I did mention, and I was shouting out to them like, Hey, Hey, uh, government of Alberta, pay your wildland firefighters. Because uh, these guys are out there risking their lives, uh, you know. Uh, Frankie is a perfect example, and then uh, they're not even getting paid. Uh, they're, they're the right. paychecks are late. Uh, it's getting, you know, there's there's been a four years of just incompetence in regarding, uh, you know, respecting uh, these people that are working their asses off and, uh, you know, getting exposed to to cancer and things like that. So. Uh, yeah. And I had messages this morning, like Jordan, you're on the right track. Uh, you know, look harder. Uh, there's, there's a huge mess out there. Mm. So yeah, I mean, if you want some, uh, politics not to be boring, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> this incompetence, incompetence going on at, at, at all levels. And the people that, you know, are, are, should be most valued, you know, these guys are, a lot of them are working for $16 and 75 cents an hour. And, Right. risking risking everything um so yeah i mean calling that out is i think another critical piece of the of, of the pie here uh you know whether it's nurses or teachers or, or you know we're, we're just not valuing the people in our society that are really giving back and and, and giving it giving all to to the to the people and, and their well-being it's just wild been in where, where the money long, goes man. I think you've been in Alberta for too long. You've been in Alberta for too long. Come to Nova Scotia, hang out with us. We'll show you a good kitchen party time. Okay, <laughs> this wild, like, this wildfires here too, Jesse. It was a huge wildfire on the South Shore. Some of the lives in the you forest. Can't get, you can't get away from them. All right, never mind. I mean, uh, no, and we, we, we and we never will. So <laughs> they will get they will get worse and worse. And so that's the, the other part where maybe you might want to take a look at this. We were the only party that had a wildfire resiliency plan, and so we got a lot of attention because we're like, hey, we have a plan for this imagine you know we've been talking about this since 2008 and then but but of course when it happened uh the premier was out there going the unprecedented wildfires these on this unprecedented wildfire season and it's like it's the most expected thing if you've looked at it at all or you've read the news (laughs) 
internationally like things are burning down um you know and wait for the droughts the droughts are going to be terrible and we're going to as the you know as a prairie province uh, it's going to affect all of canada for sure you know i'd um i have an idea that i'd like to Mm -hmm. put forth i think it's going to be good we should let's hear about it i think we should put it put it out there for our, our viewers to uh fund to donate to a new gofundme for jordan's spa day I think you need a spa day. I think you need to just kind of relax a little bit, take some deep breaths, maybe have a salt bath. You know, yeah, just you know, let uh, let your brain reset. Like a, yo- a yoga retreat. The all yeah, the yoga yes, retreats perfect, are on, right? All the yoga yeah. retreats are on fire, Jesse. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's that meme, right? Everything's fine. It's yeah, really hot yoga. Yeah. So, oh, so sorry, that was bad. It's like it's like three days left now in the election. Is that right? Is yes. it three days? So. Are you just going to be out there, just like carrying on as you've been doing? And then, what what are you going to do? How are you going to? What are you going to do when they start counting? And then, what are you going to do once once it's all done and you can finally just kind of go? Well, I did everything I could. Now I can chill. Yeah, uh, we're doing crazy, you know, things that I never thought I'd be doing. So, for example, last night we had a interactive telephone town hall. Okay, well, what is that? So basically, that? <laughs> calls out calls out to all of our constituents, and yeah. then I just. I'm sitting there in, in the in the campaign office with my phone, and then it just fills up with people. Like they just get, they just get pushed into this telephone town hall room, and they can opt out or hang up. Of course. They can like we're talking uh, hundreds of people on the phone can talk all. Yeah, once. yeah. So there's hundreds hundreds of people. Like, why am I here? I was just sitting, <laughs> you know, like sitting on my couch, and now I'm in this interactive town hall because it's like sends you through. Of course, like we we intro it. Like this is what you're. This is what's happening. Uh, but it catches people off guard, but it was, it was cool because we were able to, you know, get our messaging out to a large group of people that you know, probably we couldn't have hit because we have limited resources and volunteers and, you know, we're not paying canvassers. Uh, so anyways, that was cool. And then, you know, today we're doing another call party uh, from all across Canada. People are calling into, uh, into my riding. Uh, so, so, so that's pretty fun. And then it's just about the doors, making connections because you can't beat that, right? That's, that's right. how you that's how you really uh, not win people over, but, you know, show them what their options are. Uh, and so that's critical for us. And to answer your well, question. I mean, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. To, to answer your question. Yeah. We're, we're going to have a, you know, a party on, on election night and, and we've already in our heads, we've already won. We're, we're relevant nice. in, in politics. We're <laughs> ran the most candidates we've ever ran. We're third. Uh, we're probably going to be third in in vote, uh, popular vote. Uh, so that would be massive because I think we, you know, when I became leader, we were seventh or something. Oh wow! Oh, um, this is, yeah, well, con- so, yeah. Congratulations in advance. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll count all the chickens before they hatch. Uh, who knows? But um, what we are doing is representing a large group of uh, the population that wanted something better, wanted something, wanted new solutions, and you know, to have those conversations and be invited into spaces uh, like this uh, and, and to talk to you, lovely people. It's like it's such an honor for me. And, and this is, this is what it's all about is, is reaching out and making those connections. And if we can push these solutions, if we can say, look, poverty is bullshit. We can end this. We have the most money in all of Canada and yet we can't get our heads around policy, which costs us $9.5 billion every year. Like that's the conversations that we need to have because Mm. there's so much that we can do, whether it's basic income or, or, uh, you know, housing first, like I talked about. How's that coming by the way? Oh, it's good. yeah. I mean, even in my forum, when you, you know, you say it and everyone goes, Ooh, what do you mean? And it's like, okay, you guys, do you guys collect childcare benefit? Cause that's a form of basic income. So it's, it's something that you need to 
talk about and keep talking about to well, ensure that people understand the benefits of right. what a basic income can do, in an, in, especially in an affordability crisis. Because I can't tell you guys how to spend the money. Uh, but, you, you know, government loves to give strings attached. Uh, you know, if you guys have car payments or a, a leaking roof, like I can't tell you where to put it. But a basic income gives you the safety net so that you can you know, worry about other things. And for people that are at the lowest level, uh, they they can retrain, they can work jobs that they're more passionate about. If you're a single mother, you can you know pick up a part time job. And every trial around the world shows that um, you know it is a back, get back to work incentive. It's an entrepreneurship uh, seed money. Right. It's it's everything you need to have a more functional society. And if you're a student, it's a godsend because you know people are, in, especially in Alberta, are picking between their books or you know accessing the food bank, and it's just oh absolutely crazy. Uh, we have more than enough money going around. We've got billions of dollars going off to the oil and gas industry. Uh, we've got billions of dollars going off to, to large corporations that aren't paying their fair share, lowest tax rates in, in the province. Uh, we've got so much that we could be doing uh, to, to bring that money into the hands of the people that need it most. Uh, so when we talk about prosperity, we really need to think about what we're talking about. Are we talking about you know, funding foreign in investment in foreign companies and the money leaving the province, uh, rich execs? Uh, when we talk about oil and gas, we're talking about a, an industry that's profited 1,000% in the last three years while we're going through a pandemic and an affordability crisis. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, raising our royalty rates to ensure that our resources come back into the hands of the people. Uh, these are common sense tactics that have been utilized since the 70s but aren't even being talked about. And you know it's, it's all you know, it's all out there and it's all possible. But when you have you know, parties, political parties that are captured by these industries that are investing into these industries and it's not going to the workers, um, you know, it's going to upper management and, and to shareholders, uh, you know, it's, it's frustrating. And, and as a, you know, just an average person that stepped up for the right reasons and wanted to, to ensure that people are protected and can get by to the end of the week, to the end of the month, you know, it's devastating to watch uh, how the funding is, is moved around in these large corporations and the corruption is out of control in that regard. It is. And I'm, I'm, yeah. You've got you've got you've got a lot of passion here. I am a little worried you're going to pass out. Uh, I think. <laughs> I don't. Also, also as well. Even if you do, even if you don't win, the real winning is the friends you've made over the last thirty days. <laughs> of course, you'd say that, you Welsh bastard. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. No, though. It's no, true. Over the last you, years, you probably met more people than you did in the previous year. So like, yeah. that's and I'm hated and I'm hated more than I've ever been before. Too, which well, is, so are we. I mean, is, that, that just means yeah. you're doing which something good. Right. Yeah, exactly. It means, it means yeah, you're doing something really well. We're standing for something. We're taking chances. We're actually talking. Um, oh, I, a, quick, and, a quick side note on something that you yeah. said about corporations not paying taxes and not being taxed Let's enough. Go. I've well, yes. I've, I've been studying this through through various means of. Uh, <clears throat> entrepreneurship, blah, 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 blah. I won't get into that. But I have, I've discovered that like, it doesn't actually, the rich have this, their own sort of world that has nothing to do with ours. They've got loopholes. So it really has literally yes. nothing to do with how much we're taxing corporations and the rich. We could tax them 100% of what they make and they will still pay nothing because they live off of lines of credit. They don't pay any, they make sure their corporation has a, a zero- mm like zero profitability at the end of the year and they live off of mm -hmm. lines of credit mm -hmm. and then they buy assets, which the banks use to right. pay off the credit. Right. The, 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 you have, the you have to go after cash flow. Credit. 
If lines of credit aren't flow. taxed. Lines of credit yeah. aren't taxed. So if we can fix that where lines of credit are taxed, the whole system collapses. And that won't ever Oof. happen. But just a little tidbit, just a little nugget. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you haven't talked about storming Trudeau's house once. So I'm a little <laughs> he's, on his, he's on his best behavior. There's an election. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, you guys, you guys need to, ha- in that regard, uh, you need to have uh, one of my candidates. He's my energy critic. His name is Reagan Boychuk. This guy is incorruptible and he speaks okay. tons of truth to power. You need to have him on your show. Sure. Uh, we'll talk to you about the, the, the facts of how uh, Alberta is controlled by foreign interests, uh, specifically uh, American oil companies, uh, how that happened, how that how that came down. And, the, you know, almost that to the extent where Canada or, or Alberta is almost a, a protectorate colony of U.S. interest. Uh, he's just dropping uh, if you go uh, Reagan, Reagan Boychuk on, on Twitter, he's just dropping these truth bombs and no one knows what to do about it because it's so heavy. Uh, but as know? far as politics being not boring, uh, this guy's talking about, uh, you know, foreign interests and blowing up wells uh, to, to create Jeez. to make a point about royalty rates, which is, you know, what we're talking about, not taxing uh, oil and gas, not collecting our fair share. As Peter Law, he'd said here in Alberta, um, it's just wild when you go back into the history. And the craziest part uh, was he started telling me this. The, he sat me down and told me this whole story because I said, you know what? If I keep talking about polluter pay system, enforcing the polluter pay laws about uh, royalty rates, increasing royalty rates on oil and gas, am I going to get assassinated? And then he talked. <laughs> he talked for two hours in this cafe. And I'm like. The bottom line was, if you actually got elected, maybe, yeah. Wow. And I'm like, uh, right? Because they'll go after your family. They'll go That's... after, uh, yeah. The, and he had just, he's a researcher and he's, he's been, he's been tried to, he's, they, they've tried to bribe him, um, you know, on all levels, including our, our premier tried to bribe him most recently uh, to, so he would stop talking about some of these things. Wow. And it's just wild. We you guys have to have him on your show. If we start What's talking that? about, if we start talking about, yeah. you, will they give us money? <laughs> like, or, will they or give you money, or will they, <laughs> they give us money to be quiet <laughs> or assassinate us? Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you know him? You Do you know? We, we'll we'll get him on the show if you can get us in touch with him. the The incorruptible oh, boy Chuck would be a great episode title. The incorruptible boy Chuck. It's a great TV I show. But, he um, will yeah, come but, out full force, and he will lay it all down better than I could ever. He is incredibly well-sourced. Uh, he, he always, he's one of the only people who's, he drops a Twitter and he's sourcing everything. He's, it's footnoted. <laughs> <and> it's, <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. Because it's so crazy. You, you have to, or else people will write you off. And, and, and he, he, he will talk to people. He says, I have this interesting document here that I found and people will back up against the wall uh, like within government because he was working within the NDP until they got elected and all of a sudden then they wouldn't return his phone calls because <laughs> you know, because there's large large corporate interests at stake here right. and so yeah this is uh, you know this is something that, that, that needs to be talked about because it's the uh, craziest story you've ever heard and then the fact that it's true is just mind-blowing 
We we'll have to get him on. We'll have to get yeah, him let's on. get him on. If you know him, yeah. if you can get in touch with yeah. him with for us, absolutely. Yeah, about way. Yeah. And Jordan, yeah. Jordan, thank yeah. you so much for being on this juicy bit and give us an update. Have you got a Have you got a last message you want to give uh, to to everyone? Aside from being a cor- a courageous voter, which I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that a That's lot. a good call. Yeah, uh, keep listening to this podcast. Uh, keep Aww. you know your mind open and get out there. You know, be involved in democracy. It's easier uh, to to point up your middle finger, say you don't represent us, and walk away. The harder part is to be democracy, but that's what democracy is all about. It's it's not um, it's it's not a back door in. It, it's it's the direct front door. And and if there's enough people voting in a direction, you can bust through that door and you can make proper change in society. But if you check out, nothing changes. Nothing changes. Like you can that. protest. You can petition. But nothing will change. And so, again, average people stepping up is what democracy is all about. And we need to change the, the way we look at politics. It should be about stewardship. It should be about uh, being a guardian for the people. And when we look at it that way, we can start making better choices. Awesome. If, if, if politics don't work for you, I think it'd actually make a really great yoga teacher, like perhaps a really aggressive yoga teacher, but like a great yoga teacher, <laughs> I think. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next. I got a year off of uh, firefighting. I'm growing a beard. So yeah, I, I could get Looks that good. yogi, uh, the yogi look, uh, you know, wisdom. Um, yeah. So we'll see where it goes, you know, check in in a few months, but get Reagan Boychuk on your show, the incorruptible. The incorruptible, incorruptible Boychuk. Here come <laughs> the titles. Canadian politics. Remember the dance. Reagan, thank you, Dad. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we bar from the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 